it all. morning and bless the Lord. This is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. I bless God today. I thank God for you. I thank God that he has given us this opportunity as we seize this moment and we maximize it by coming in the presence of the Lord in this manner. Good morning, Nation's Harvest. You ought to shout hallelujah this morning. Yes, God did it and he did it again. Samuel, oh my God, it is good to see you, my brother, as you come in. Oh, won't God do it? Yes, he will. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I bless him this morning, precious people of God. I bless him this morning, and that brings me to my scripture reading, Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then verse number three says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed this poor man cried and the lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles that is six verses of the 34th psalms and i bless god today i will bless him at all time and when the psalmist say oh magnify the lord with me it does not mean that you can bring god into existence but it does say that as you have relationship with God, that you can explode, you can increase his presence in your life. Magnification is only in the hands of the holder who makes much bigger something that is before them. God, who is God in my life, I'm asking you today, let us magnify him. Let us magnify him in our worship, let us magnify him in our praise. Let's magnify the Lord. I want you to help me today to do just that. Hallelujah today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Magnify the Lord with me. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to exalt his name together. I am so glad to see uh, you back, Samuel. I want to, as I get ready to go forward in prayer, I want to thank the Lord for um, 
his healing. Um, we, we have not all been there to give you a call or to stand by your bedside while you were uh, had your um, days that were in the hospital. But what has mattered is that God has gone before us and he has touched your body and he has healed you and your home. I know you're not may not be necessarily back to 100, but God has worked most powerfully in your life so that you're back in this room with us. And I want everybody to acknowledge what the Lord has done in Samuel's life by typing in amen. Amen. Let's just praise God for what he has done. We ask God to do things, but we need to go back and tell the Lord thank you. And I want to thank him today. If you're in here, I want everybody to type in amen. Everyone type in amen. Because we're going to acknowledge that God is a healer. Amen. I'm waiting for those amens to start coming through. Um, I'm hoping that we have a good connection experience today. Um, I have heard that many are experiencing losing connection in the middle of the service. But what has happened is that there are so many, not just those that you see here in the room by name, but there are others, as I can see, that are uh, here. And it rather gets sometime our streaming uh, congested. And all you have to do is just try to come back, just keep coming back. And we're gonna, we're gonna try to do something so that we can expand our bandwidth. It comes sometime with a cost and that's why, no, it doesn't sometime come with a cost. It always comes with a cost. That's why I'm gonna ask you to continue your support. I love to have, um, bandwidth and an experience so that we never I see the amens coming through amen look at there Sam that's right we're praising God for you and I know my cousin he's probably to tears but it's not tears of sadness it's tears of joy because I know my cousin Sam man we love you bro and we and we we honor God for giving you this the longevity and and we're seeing God's hand in your life at your age, how God just keeps staying his hand, keeping you and bringing you back. And brother, you are a living testimony. We all trying to make it to 87, 88. I lost numbers. I know it's one of those, but we are all trying to get there. And we want God to show himself strong in our life, the way he's showing himself strong in your life. Back to my subject, I'm, I'm going to look to bring you a better experience as we're trying to push down video and good, strong audio. Sometimes it gets a little congested because so many people are coming on at one time. Once when we were in the sanctuary, you only had like smaller numbers, but now that we're all coming here on this platform, but you keep supporting this ministry and we're going to keep bringing a good experience, okay? We're going to bring a good experience. Okay, it's time for prayer now. And I have uh, an inspirational message for you today. Um, and we're just going to have a good time in the Lord. It's, it's Sunday service, y'all, at Nation's Harvest. This is the moment for refreshing. Hey, LaVita, love you, darling. It's, it's Sunday morning. It's time for refresh. Let us pray. Eternal God, we thank you so much for all of the things that you have done to make this moment possible. And God, we're not just thanking you for the things that we feel uh, uh, was just a feel-good moment. But God, we're thanking you for everything, whether it was a feel-good, a bad, or an indifferent. Because we are they that are the people of faith that believe that all things are working together and it's working together to the good. Thank you, Lord. Now, thank you for Jesus Christ. He made it possible without his shed blood, without him being the sacrifice at Calvary, getting up with all power, this would not be possible. But, oh God, it's possible. And now we squeeze this moment 
we maximize it by saying that God, our God, our Savior Jesus Christ, His Holy Spirit, right now is the reign and the authority in our lives. We claim all things done in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Uh, yes, it's uh, it's time to get that word this morning, people. It's time for us to uh, to uh, to get a word from God today, and and I I want to bring this word to you uh, that it might inspire and that it might encourage you this morning. Um, thank you all for continuing to be patient. We are out of our norm, our element. We're not where we have traditionally been to, to be looking at your mobile device or your laptop or your computer, however you're viewing right now. This is, this is out of the norm. This is not the traditional way of, of meeting. Uh, but the promises of God uh, declared that his word was going to go forth and that it was going to um, complete, completely, all things that it is assigned to do. And the way God assures us that is he says that I'm going to watch over it and I'm going to perform it. So that word is still going out. That word is still reaching you. Here is what I want you to take a moment to do as I'm getting ready for this message, and I'm hoping that everyone hears me when I say this. I am glad that you are mature enough, mature enough. I am happy that you are strong enough and that you are wise enough to continue in faith, embrace God, his word, and the assembly without the tradition. I am so happy for that. In other words, I'm glad to see you here outside of the tradition, meaning that you could be doing anything right now because you're not at the church house. You could be doing anything. But as you contend for the faith, you have made it to the place where the word of God is being brought forth. Now, you got to be mature enough to do that because... Religion and tradition has its way of attaching people to God based on conditions. But you are continuing in the faith, maintaining strong relationship outside of tradition and religion because you are still at the feet of Jesus right where you are to receive this word. I thank God for your maturity. I thank God for your faithfulness, your dedication, and your loyalty, not to Nation Harvest, not to Don, but to the faith. Thank you. And I thank God for you. You got to realize that it's at a moment like this that I feel much like Paul. The majority of Paul's messages, or practically all of his messages, were delivered by letter, not in some building. When the Thessalonians at Thessalonica, the Philippians at Philippi, 
the Colossians at Colossae, and every other book that you see in the Bible, the Hebrew nations in Hebrews, all of these people received the message by letter. They didn't go to church house. <laughs> they got at the feet of Jesus to receive a message from the chief apostle, from the man of God of the hour, Paul, by way of letter. You're able to escape the status quo, the norm. That takes maturity. You're not holding on because you're coming here to socialize at some building, because you got a new outfit to wear, a new purse, some new shoes, a new suit. You are here in your element, which is faith, and you're here to receive a word from God. Somebody ought to say amen. And I bless God for that. I bless God for that. I am here not because I am after 40-some years, 42 years of preaching, I'm not here because I'm getting paid, because I got a huge audience of people, because I get to pull up some nice car and get in some special park that says pastor's parking. I'm here to get all of this stuff going and moving so that I can have transmission of the word of God to the people of God. I applaud you because of your faithfulness, your loyalty and your dedication to the faith. When the Bible says that you ought to contend for the faith, I truly believe that this is a prime example of contending for the faith. The reason that God created man, the first man being Adam, and the reason that God created you is for no other purpose but that God desired to reveal himself. As I ministered first to my family before I made it here, my first ministry was a word. Not ministering like feeding breakfast, but it was a word, just like you're getting right now. And this was the vein by which I moved forward while I was ministering to my family. And that is that we come completely cognitive meaning that you are mentally aware that the only reason that you are here, just as Adam, being the first man created, was, was here, is because God desired to reveal himself. You got to get this. The only way that God can reveal himself is that he must create. Because if he did not create, he would not have been able to reveal. God desired to reveal himself, and in order to reveal himself, he had to create. He created what he desired to reveal himself to. He made man, the first man, so that he could reveal himself to that man. The only way that we will ever have a relationship with God or the only way that the creation will have a relationship with God is that God reveals himself to his creation. Let me bring it to you this way. How many times have you said about somebody, I thought I knew you? 
or you have had to conclude, I didn't really know who you were. Is because that person never revealed their true intentions, their true purpose. They showed you what they wanted you to see. And that's what you based your relationship with them on. You based it on what they reveal or what they showed you about themselves. Sometimes we like to think that we know people. But I think you're learning in this day and time, no matter how long you've known them, you don't really know them. God wants us to have a relationship with him based on how he reveals himself to us. Now, two Sundays ago, David said, I was once young. Now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Trent being translated, I have had some very scary moments in my life. I've had some very trying moments in my life. I've had some difficult, painful, hurting, disappointing times in my life. But I have never, through anything that I have encountered, seen God forsake me. No matter what I'm going through, even though I had to go through it, God never forsook me. I was once young, now I'm old, simply means that from day to day, from hour to hour, from minute to minute, from second to second, God was always faithful. He was faithful, and that's how he revealed himself to me as being a faithful God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And not only that, I've lived long enough, David says, to know that not only did he do it for me, but he did it for my generations. Nor his seed beg bread. As God was with Thomas Tucker, as God was with Luella Tucker Hearth, so is he with me. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God is faithful from one generation to the next. And he is faithful to you. And the way he revealed himself to you is that even when you did not even acknowledge him, when you didn't acknowledge him in your ways, when you didn't consider him in the deeds that you did, the things that you said, the places that you went, the things that you did to others, God was still faithful to you. Before you ever acknowledged him, before you ever acknowledged him, God was still faithful to you. He reveals himself to us as with David so that we can conclude that God is, and my word today is not only is he faithful, but God is considerate. Now that would take me a long time to explain and for me to get that, but I, I just have to use that word because that's right now the way that I'm expressing my beliefs of God and my life is that he is, he is most considerate. And let me give a better word. I don't want to rescind considerate, but I want something that you can work with better so that you don't have to raise your eyebrow and try to figure that out. He is patient. God is patient with me. Faithful, and he's patient. God is so patient with me. He is showing himself in his strength 
He is showing himself in his faithfulness to me as also being so very patient with me. Now, let me try to get this to where I want you to be this morning and the message that I want you to gather. One, I've established is that there can be no revelation without creation. God had to create in order to reveal. So now, if he created me so that he could reveal himself to me, now he permits me to continue to live. Let me ask you a question, and this is not rhetorical. Give me one good reason why God permitted you to open your eyes again today. August the 13th, 2023. Today. Why? Why are you still here? Why? I'm not asking that rhetorically. Why? Why are you still here? Go ahead. Give, give an answer. Try. Try hard. I'm not asking you to type it. I just want you to answer it. Why am I still here? I'm giving you a second. Why am I? Oh, I know you're going to do the little cheat sheet now because God wanted me to be here. Why did he want you to be here? Oh, you're going again. Oh, because he planned for me to be here. Why did he plan for you to be here? No matter where you take this with some very simple, rational answer, I'm going to challenge you with the question, why? It's because there is an answer to the why. Why consistently does God show himself faithful to get me up each morning? Every day. Why am I here today? Why am I here? Why? Some of you are, some of, someone is really into this message right now because your answer is because God desired to reveal something more about himself. The only reason I'm here. The reason I'm here every other day since the first day that I got here is so that God could reveal to me in my person something else about himself. God is building relationship with you right now. That's why he got you up today. You're going to do a lot of stuff today, people. It's Sunday it's sunny. It's nice. This your day off. Sunday supper. Family coming over. Going down to Don's Mercantile to get some ice cream. Because he got that ice cream machine in. I'm going to get some ice cream today. There are a lot of reasons that you could come up with why you're here, why you're today, that you're going to do some things you're going to do. But I want you to answer the question, why did God spare you? Why are you still here today? Why? The answer is because God desired to reveal himself to me. Something that I have not known before hear me because he's showing me something about himself that I have not known every day that you get up you're going to learn something more about God why am I up every day is because God desires to reveal to me in whom I am in relationship with him something more about himself. Did I just read somebody say, I, I will be there? I, 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 I just looked down and glanced. I'm just, just a moment of humor. I, I think they're talking about the ice cream. But get in the message. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. 
But he, he gets me up every day because he wants to show me something that I have not known before. He never wants me guessing about who he is to me. Remember a few minutes, seconds ago that I told you, you really never know people because they show you something different about them. That if you had have known it, you never would have engaged in that relationship with them to start with. Well, with God, God shows us something about himself that causes us to love him more so that we can know as he is described in the book of John. God is love. That's why my declarative today is God is patient with me. I don't know if this is about to be a sermon or a testimony. Folk are getting tired of me, sick of me, had enough of me, wish I would go away, want me gone, enough now. But God is patient with me. People get sick of you, sick of you. God grows in patience with you. And, and he has let me know that. Don, I'm patient with you. I know your strengths and I know your weaknesses. I'm going to get you up again tomorrow because I'm going to show you how patient I am with you. If y'all still here, say something in this text every now and then. Let me, let me read something. I need to know y'all getting this. Everybody type something. I don't care if it's just a period. I need to know you getting this, this message. Type something. He's patient with me. And the only way that I can come to know him as being a God of patience is that each day that he gets me up, I'm learning that much more about him. My concepts of God, my notions of God, my belief of God, my theories is that not only is he faithful, but he's patient with me. Now let's start talking about an end goal. He gets me up every day. What's, what's the end goal? What's the end goal? Because I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed to beg bread. But also, God has me to have to suffer through some things. He's a God of love, but there are days that I get up and I have to suffer through things. Why? Why do I have to go through stuff? Why the pain? Why the sickness? Why am I having to go through things? Why am I having to deal with troubles? problems I want to give an answer to that I was waiting to see some people say some stuff in here type something I'm not seeing anything but I guess everybody is still here with me what's the end goal you're getting me up every day and I'm building a relationship with you but why the tough times why the hurt If it were just you and God, maybe you wouldn't have to go through stuff. Maybe you would. But sometimes it's just the idea that we are in this corporate existence with everybody else that we end up having to have to deal with stuff. Well, if there were no one else here and you had to deal with the pain in your body, I guess... Nobody really calls that. Why do I have to go through the pain? Why do I have to go through the hurt? Why do I have to deal with losing loved ones? Why do I have to suffer through things? Let's learn through this. Let's mature through this. We suffer through things because it's God's way of revealing to us that there is more to our lives than we had planned. 
I think I'm going to type that in. Okay, we go through things because it is God's way of revealing to us that there is more to our lives than we have planned. Are y'all reading that? Change we to I and read what I just typed. I go through things because it is God's way of revealing to me that there is more to my life than what I had planned. I need everybody to say that. I go through things because it is God's way of revealing to me that there is more to my life than I had planned. Because who is going to put on the future of their life? Well, I think I'm going to be sick in August. I think I'm going to have pain in September. I think I'm going to have cancer in 2024. Nobody's going to put that as a plan. But why do, these, why do these things come up? Why do they just show up? Why? Because it's God's way of revealing to me that there is more to my life than I had planned. Who am I as it relates to who God created me to become? Who am I as it relates to who God has created me to become? He gets me up to reveal himself to me each day. But I'm going about my day doing the things that I want to do. And God didn't bring me into life to do what I wanted to do. If he created me then I've got to get up to do what he wants me to do. Yes. My life is all about what God has created me to become. And that's what you're going to learn about God. Let me try to find it away when I was a kid. You know, the things that our parents told us was they were speaking out of the oracles of God. And when you just get stubborn to do what you want to do. Now, some parents would say it like this and permit me to say it. It's going to sound a little rough when I say it, but they say I'm going to beat it out of you. <laughs> don't don't equate that to God. But it's sometime the difficult things that happen in our lives that causes us to see something about God that we would not have known if we had not had that difficult time. Did God create that difficult time? No, he didn't. Often we created ourselves. We get our own selves into it. But he permits us to go ahead and do it, but then he being faithful and patient he will come and show himself as being a faithful God by getting us out of some stuff that we got our own selves into. And we'll continue to go through this as we're becoming who he wants us to be. I hope you all are getting this. I'm talking about the epitome of what destiny is all about now. Nothing has happened in your life haphazardly. Everything that you have gone through is a part destiny, is a part of God getting you to the place to where you will become what he created you to be. But each day and everything that you encounter in life is God showing you you're not in this by yourself. I'm in here with you. When you're going through things, I'm in here with you. 
When it's good, I'm in here with you. When it's bad, I'm in here with you. All things. All things. Are working. Together. For the good. All things are working together for the good. It's going to complete the process. The epitome of destiny is all about the idea that we discover that each day that God reveals himself to us, he not only reveals himself to us through the things that are favorable, but the things that are also unfavorable. When we go through the things that we didn't plan, let me see if I can go back to my statement earlier. When we go through the things that we didn't plan, I go through things because it is God's way. I misspelled. Oh, oh, that was somebody else type that. God's way of revealing to me that there is more to my life than what I had planned. Whenever this comes about, it displays it. God's purpose for creation when I, I have to deal with things that I didn't plan. And I can't avoid them. I'd love to avoid them, but you can't avoid them. Trouble is on every hand. I wish it had never happened, but God brings me through it anyway. In the midst of painful moments, he brings us through it. Who doesn't want a child that lines up, respect, be disciplined, does everything that they want to do, and just is a model child. Who doesn't want a child like that? Newsflash, none of you were that child. Not anybody listening to me was that child. Oh, you gave your parents the blues. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> I did. I typed mine. I did. My parents wanted me to be the best thing. They wanted me to get it all right. I was the first son. I was the son of promise. I was a son prayed for. I was a son that was wanted. But boy, there were some days that I gave Harry and Luella the blues. I wasn't the model child. But look at you now. They prayed, where are you now? At the feet of Jesus, getting the word. Did you get everything right? No, you didn't. Look at you now. You're still here. Because the plan was, I'm going to get you through your hard-headedness, through your stubbornness, through your being uh, defiant, mad and angry for no reason at all. I'm going to get you through this because I'm going to get you up faithfully. I'm going to be patient with you, and I'm going to get you to where I wanted you to become, to be what I wanted you to become. And God is getting you through all the painful moments. God is revealing something to us that we would have never known except we go through what we go through. People, I'm getting ready to leave you today. I have some things that I'm going to have to encounter, and I don't know what's ahead of me. There are probably some days that I'm not going to feel good. There are days now when I don't feel my best. But God keeps getting me up. There are some things that I would like to avoid in my life. And the majority of it, I brought it on myself. But God keeps on getting me up. 
There are some things that I wish had never happened. But I'm still here. God keeps on getting me up. He's faithful. And he's patient. And every day I get up, I get to know him more and more and more and more. How do you interpret the hard times, Sam? How do you interpret the hard times, Janet? Gloria, how do you interpret the difficult times? LaVita, how do you interpret them? Tracy? Cassie, how do you interpret the hard times? How do you explain them? Answer why, how. How do you interpret them? God reveals himself and proves that there is an ongoing greater process. There is an ongoing greater process. How do you interpret the hard times? How do you interpret the things that you've had to deal with that you can't even figure out why did you have to deal? Somebody else brought it on. Uh, you played your part in bringing it on, but uh, it don't make any difference why it happened or who made it happen. It happened. How do you interpret it? I interpret it by saying that there is an ongoing greater process. It's through the pressure that it brings out a side of me that I would have never known if I didn't have to go through it. If I didn't have to go through it, I never would have known that God would have never leave me that he wouldn't forsake me if I hadn't had to go through it. It's through the pressure that I've come to know that God will be right there. While, you, while things are going good, while everything is going favorable, people will be right there. But have you ever had to ask the question, where were they when you needed somebody? Nobody but God. And that's why he got you up today. There is an ongoing greater purpose. More than you spending money, more than you going shopping, more than you eating some good food, more than laughing, having a good time. There is a greater purpose. And the only way you will discover that is when you go through stuff that you didn't want to happen. That's when God shows himself in a way that you would have never known him if you didn't have to go through it. God never promised us that we wouldn't have to suffer. But what he did promise us is, lo, I will be with you always. I'll never leave you. I won't forsake you. I'll keep you. Here's one of my favorites. God does this for me every day. God's got a blessing with my name on it. Hold your head up. Put a smile on your face. It's just another test. Won't last always. God's got a blessing with your name on it. 
get ready. Lord, I thank you today for everything that you have done in this hour. I bless your holy name. You are God and above you there is none other. I ask you now, Lord, to let the words that have come from my mouth, the meditation that have been in my heart. Thank you, sir, for this day in August, the 11th day of this month, Lord, 13th day, whatever day this is. Thank you, Lord, for getting me up this day. Showing me again that not only are you faithful, but you're patient. Thank you for being patient with Don. Thank you for being patient with all of these that are sharing this space with me. Thank you, Lord. And now, God, what I ask you to do is let this word saturate our hearts and our mind. And when our hearts and our minds are filled by the essence of your Holy Spirit, let our bodies be synchronized. Let us be made strong through the power of your word. I bless you today, God. Holy you are and righteous. Thank you, Lord. Show yourself strong in our lives now. God, let somebody get this like they never got it before. Let this word, I pray, oh God, Penetrate the very rudiments and in the sediments of our bones. Let this word make us strong. We want to be Joshua's in this hour. Vigilant and strong. We ask, oh God, now that we be courageous as we go forward. Because there are some people that will know for the rest of this day. And even on tomorrow, that the only reason that I am here is because you intend to reveal something to them that they have never known before. Hey, hey, God, thank you now for showing me, your humble servant, that if you're for me, you're more than the whole world against me. And that you got a blessing that ain't got nobody's name on it but mine. I bless you for it now. In the mighty, matchless, magnificent name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, sir. Amen. Shout, people. Shout. Because you got something to shout about. God is faithful. God is good. God is patient. And I want you today <clears throat> to know that he is for you. I want you to know that today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. God's got a blessing with my name on it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Will confuse the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Like when 